The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. You're with Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Misty Winston Show right here on today's News Talk. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to hang out with me. Uh, so listen, it, here we are, day X tomorrow. Uh, Julian Assange, the hearings start tomorrow. Oh, well, first of all, let me give you a quick rundown, uh, a rundown about what we have coming up this week. Tonight, we have my friend Colin Radix-Carter. Um, he is a podcast host and member of INN. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, both, uh, we have Juan Passarelli coming on the show. Um, he is going to be outside the hearings at the Royal Courts of Justice. He's also a documentary filmmaker. Uh, who made a fantastic film on Julian Assange and is a longtime friend of Assange uh, as well. So he's going to be here Tuesday and Wednesday so that we can discuss the day X hearings. Uh, Thursday, we have Professor David Miller, who recently won uh, a really important court case against Bristol University in the UK regarding his anti-Zionist views. He was fired for that, um, and he won that court case that uh, will protect that, that kind of speech, uh, which is massive. Uh, and then Friday, Jesse Jett, our pal Jesse Jett, who has been on several times before, uh, he's going to come on and perform a couple more pieces from his new album, so I'm very excited for that. Okay, day X, tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Um, so the hearings... I believe the court proceedings are scheduled to start at 9. The protesters will be gathering outside the court at 8.30. If you're in the area, please, please, please show up if you can. Currently, right now, as we speak, there is a Twitter storm happening for Julian Assange. So as you're listening to this, jump on Twitter, make some tweets in support of Julian Assange, help us do that. Obviously, I cannot tweet currently because I'm talking to you. Um, So I have been tweeting my thumbs off for the past couple of hours. Um, So if you just even want to go to my Twitter page and just retweet the Many tweets that I have uh, put out over the course of the past couple hours, feel free to just do that. Just add free Assange and hashtag day X. Uh, that way it can gain some traction on the tweet storm. So uh, do that if you would please. And then also, um, so I wanted to read, there was an article out at um, Der Spiegel which was one of the publishing partners that Julian Assange worked with uh, that came out in 2010 on, hold on, let me scroll up here, on, um, looks like July 26th of 2010. Um, And I'm not going to read the whole thing. There's just a couple of key pieces at the end of this exchange. Uh, Go check it out for yourself. It's a really great um, interview that they did. This is the transcript of it. Um, And they talk a little bit about him revealing classified data on Afghanistan. What's the motivation? Do you think it will have an influence? Those kinds of questions. Um, which Assange answers very clearly. Um, but then he, uh, the, they get into this part, which I thought was, there's a couple really good ones in here, but I'll, we'll just start with this. Der Spiegel asks, the problem is, is that Wiki, it is difficult to hold WikiLeaks accountable. You operate your servers in countries that offer you broad protection. Does WikiLeaks consider itself to be above the law? Assange says... <laughs> WikiLeaks does not exist in outer space. We are people who exist on Earth, in particular nations, each of which have a particular set of laws. We have been legally challenged in various countries. We have won every challenge. It is courts that decide the law, not corporations or generals. The law, as expressed by constitutions and courts, has been on our side. Um, uh, Der Spiegel then asks, You have said that there is a correlation between the transparency for which you are fighting and a just society. What do you mean by that? Assange says, Reform can only come about when injustice is exposed. To oppose an unjust plan before it reaches implementation is to stop injustice. Der Spiegel then asks, during the Vietnam War, U.S. President Richard Nixon once called Daniel Ellsberg, the leaker of the Pentagon Papers, the most dangerous man in America. Are you the most dangerous man or the most endangered? And I love this response. Assange said, 
The most dangerous men are those who are in charge of war, and they need to be stopped. If that makes me dangerous in their eyes, so be it. Der Spiegel then goes on to ask, to ask uh, you could have started a company in Silicon Valley and lived in a home in Palo Alto with a swimming pool. Why did you decide to do the WikiLeaks project instead? For those of you who don't know, obviously, Julian Assange is incredibly smart, wicked intelligent, um, could have gone and worked in some tech giant company and been a billionaire and living lavishly. No question about it. So he responds to that question. And this is... Um, Probably my favorite quote from Julian Assange of all time, which says a lot because he's got a good one, a lot of good ones. Um, he says, we all only live once, so we are obligated to make good use of that time uh, that we have and to do something that is meaningful and satisfying. This is something that I find meaningful and satisfying. That is my temperament. I enjoy creating systems on a grand scale, and I enjoy helping people who are vulnerable. And I enjoy crushing bastards. So it is enjoyable work. Uh, and I love that quote. Um, I often will say crush bastards free Assange. Um, I think that that really speaks to Julian's character. And in fact, when we did the home run for Julian tour a couple summers ago, I had baseball bats made for John and Gabriel Shipton, which is uh, Julian's father and brother that had um, uh, engraved on it all of the tour dates and the cities that they went to. And then also this quote as well. It's probably my favorite Julian Assange quote, I think. It's definitely up there. So um, I just wanted to bring this to your attention, given that we are moving into day X tomorrow. Please, as always, make as much noise as you possibly can. Go join the tweet storm right now. Um, try to get as much eyes on these hearings as humanly possible. They don't want people paying attention to this. And in fact, despite the fact that Assange has been trending on Twitter for the past several days uh, during a tweet storm, it's suddenly not trending. I'm sure that's... Uh, totally legit right um okay don't forget you can follow me over on the tweeters at sarcasm stardust check out the substack mistywinston.substack.com there's a write-up for the guest of the day every day with links so that you can find follow and support their work as well and if you would like shoot me an email mistywinston at tntradio.live uh guest idea show idea i do apologize a couple people have approached me about guests I'm just super slammed right now with the Assange stuff. So I'm trying to uh, get to everybody as I can. So I appreciate it. Thank you for being patient. Um, uh, and while you're at it, why not give TNT Radio a follow? We are on all the major social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gab, and Getter. Um, help us uh, get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk TNT. Be a part of the conversation. I want representation I can trust. Have your say. Biden isn't doing enough. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. Allegedly, truckers could start refusing to take goods to New York to protest a recent court ruling against former President Donald Trump. This is interesting. Here at the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. So the truckers are at it again. Uh, it seems like we the truckers have been a, a pretty galvanizing force uh, as of the last couple of years. Adam, what's going on here? That's right. As long as it's for a good cause, Misty. I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try my hardest to not piss off all the Trump fans out there. Um, but yeah, I, where's this passion for, for like, where's this passion for Julian Assange? Where's this passion right? for anti-lockdowns? Anyways, well, at least there's some passion. Uh, that's a good sign, at least. Uh, so. Uh, but this could this could turn into a problem. Uh, truck drivers uh, do transport between 70 to 73 percent of all freight in the United States. So when truckers begin discussing plans on social media to boycott loads to progressive hellhole New York City, it's important to pay attention. Uh, Trump was paying attention. Donald Trump, that is former president, uh, who on Sunday praised this idea 
That's a good one. Uh, he said, <laughs> the truckers who are reportedly boycotting New York City are, quote unquote, great patriots. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this is what he said uh, in a truth social post. Uh, ironically enough, he did not do all caps, only in one word, the word freedom. But he said, quote, such an honor to have so many great patriots on the side of freedom, exclamation point, end quote. Uh, he was responding to a social media post that suggested that some truck drivers could be on the verge of refusing to deliver goods to New York City in protest over the civil fraud judgment that saw Mr. Trump fined $355 million last week. Like I said, it's a good cause. Uh, in a post, um, this was, I think, Friday on X, there was a user, uh, allegedly, supposedly, reportedly a trucker, using the handle Chicago Ray, uh, who said that he'd spoken to at least 10 truckers who will, quote, start refusing loads, end quote, to the city in protest of the ruling. Three of the people he spoke to were co-workers who Ray says have already, quote, texted the boss and told him no NYC, end quote. Uh, he actually had quite a bit of uh, profanity-laced things to say, but amid all that, he said, quote, I'm just one of the many millions of truckers who believe in God and love this country. I stand with Trump because Trump stands with me. Truckers for Trump ain't just a slogan, it's real. He adds, quote, I don't know how far across the country this is or how many truckers are going to start denying loads going to New York City. But I'll tell you what, you F around and find out, end quote. And he didn't say F. He said the F word. Uh, he said quite a number of F words. Actually, I think he continued. Here's part of his rant. Quote, we're tired of mother effing leftist effing with Trump. OK, mother effers start to get tired of this bleep our bosses aren't going to care if we deny loads we'll go somewhere else uh, you get the idea uh he took down the post apparently later and clarified just in case that he's not quote the leader of any movement uh, he said quote in an updated post quote drivers can make their own decisions based on their families and their careers i worked for a place for 18 years and i quit them in one day and i had this job because i got to my car I'm not the leader of any movement. I'm my own man, period, end quote. But he doubled down on supporting Mr. Trump. He said, quote, I stand with Trump, 100% truckers for Trump, end quote. I'm sure there's hashtags involved in here somewhere. Uh, what this is about is uh, last September, New York Attorney General Letitia James sued the former president for allegedly defrauding the state by artificially inflating his net worth to obtain more favorable terms from banks and insurers. And New York Supreme Court Justice Arthur Engerin ruled on February 16th that President Trump and the Trump Organization were liable for inflating the value of their assets to receive better rates from lenders and insurers. In addition to the financial penalty, Trump was also banned from, quote, serving as an officer or director, end quote, of any business in New York for at least the next three years. Uh, relatives, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, were also ordered to pay $4 million each in fines. Uh, collectively, the Trumps have all denied any wrongdoing, with the former president calling the judgment, quote, a lawless, unconstitutional atrocity that sets fire to our laws, end quote, and apparently has po possibly, potentially, Misty uh, inspired a ban. Uh, the truckers want to boycott New York City, but I don't know. What do you think about all this? I think it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Trump supporters. I'm sorry. But and this guy, I feel bad for him. I mean, kind of, uh, you know, the idea that he says, where is it? Um, 
I stand with Trump because Trump stands with me. No, he doesn't. He does not stand with you. It is this. It just it makes me sad that people are still so um, gullible to these politicians. Donald Trump doesn't stand for anybody but himself. And it's also very frustrating to me that Donald Trump only seems to care about the unconstitutionality of laws as when it applies to him. This is the guy, again, who had Julian Assange arrested. This is the guy, again, who under uh, his administration, Julian Assange was spied on. This is the guy, again, where plots were developed at the highest levels of the Trump administration to assassinate Julian Assange. This is the guy, uh, Donald Trump, uh, when, when he was president, he was, remember the time where he was mad about all the leaks that were coming out about his presidency and all of the, his, his administration? He wanted to send journalists to jail to squeeze them to give up their sources. And th that's not unconstitutional, Donald Trump. That's not. It's funny that he only cares about these things when it impacts him negatively. And he's just such a hypocrite. And it makes me very sad, as you said uh, at the top, uh, the, the idea that there's this much passion for this guy who does not care about truckers. I promise you, he does not care about you. Uh, he cares about his donors. He cares about himself. He cares about his businesses. He does not care about the average everyday American trucker. Promise you, he does not. Um, so uh, it's just frustrating to see all of this um, energy, all of this passion, all of this misdirected um, activism, which could be going to something far more worthy a cause, ending the war machine, Julian Assange. I mean, there's so many things that we could be fighting for other than Donald Trump. I mean, I, I often feel the same way about Swifties. I mean, holy cow, Taylor Swift fans are um, intense. And they, uh, the way that they, apparently she does all these little like um, Easter eggs and stuff. And the way that they research all of this. I mean, I don't know why the FBI hasn't hired a bunch of Swifties. Um, they are they are incredible researchers and uh, people that notice these things. But that's it's it's kind of funny because I it's it's very cultish and it's kind of how I see Trump supporters. Not that it's just Trump supporters. Obviously, there are um, uh, there are equal opportunity political cultists across the board. So um, it just it makes me sad to see these people who genuinely think that Donald Trump cares at all about them. But what do you think, Adam? Surely this is just uh, good old fashioned fun, right? You have me truly frightened for the near future, Misty. I now envision a civil war in America split between two sides. One side, Trump cult supporters. The other side, Taylor Swift cult supporters. <laughs> I sure hope we don't go that far. No. Uh, absolutely frightening. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I'll say something more controversial. Uh, but, you know, what do you normally call it if, if these truckers are threatening for whatever reason to cut off an entire city of essential supplies that could in some cases be considered an act of terror? So mm -hmm. we, we should probably keep a close watch on this and make sure uh, that they don't turn around and label all protesters in the near future as potential terrorists. You know. Well, they're already doing that. And I often I was one uh, worrying, too. There was recently the uh, attempt to get truckers to come down to the border and y'all, don't let yourselves get set up again, please. Don't. I'm not saying you shouldn't protest, but be careful. They already know that they can set you up. They got the J6 situation all figured out. Um, and MAGA walked right into that. I mean, holy cow, they walked right into that trap. Uh, so just be mindful of that. I love, I, like, I have nothing against Trump supporters. I think that you, your um, support for him is incredibly misguided. Um, but I don't have, I don't hold it against you. And I just, uh, I worry that they are uh, very clearly using you for nefarious agendas. Uh, and that's just uh, troubling to me. So just be mindful of that. Just be careful. Um, and Trump doesn't care about you. I promise. This guy doesn't care about anybody. He's a classic narcissist. Um, okay, Adam, thanks for bringing us the story. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Hang tight. We're going to be back right after this here on today's News Talk. 
TNT's Steve Malsberg. Now that they've gone to the Supreme Court, the trial cannot start based on the appeals court decision. They have to wait now for the Supreme Court, and the longer it goes on, the longer before the trial could start if they were to rule that he does have to face trial, correct? Correct. Okay, good. Well, that's uh, that's good. That's good. That's good for Trump. I mean, obviously. And, and so. it could take several months. I mean, understand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the first vehicle is actually, it was only three judges from the panel that actually heard this case on the appellate court. He, the Trump team can say, we want it heard before all the judges on this appellate court. So it would take time for that to happen. Then it has to go back to the Supreme Court. And by the time that all happens, you know, these things don't yeah. happen overnight unless it's no. emergency hearings. You but I don't see election. this one yeah. emergency. Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk TNT. I'm Cal Fire Battalion Chief Isaac Sanchez. And normally we like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourselves and your family safe during wildfires. But given the historic impacts that the weather has had on our state this year, we would like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourself safe during extreme weather. If you reside in an area susceptible to flooding, Please take the necessary steps to prepare to evacuate if advised. Make sure you've identified at least two exit routes out of your neighborhood as one of them may be blocked or flooded. As the weather develops, remember to check in on vulnerable neighbors and family members. They may need additional time to prepare for evacuation. And just like during a wildfire, if you feel unsafe, please evacuate. You don't have to wait for the order to come. Keep an emergency go bag ready in case you need to evacuate. And always remember to plan for the safety of your pets as well. If you must leave, never drive around roadblocks. It can take as little as 12 inches of water to sweep your vehicle away. And always remember the mantra, turn around, don't drown. Be aware of first responders working in highly impacted areas, especially on the roads. For additional safety tips and updates on CAL FIRE activities, follow us on social media or visit fire.ca.gov. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. All right. Hey, listen, at the top of the show, I meant to, uh, I apologize, I forgot. I meant to thank both Patrick McFarlane from the Libertarian Institute um, and Fiorella Isabel, who both had me on their shows. Uh, Patrick, last night, uh, he published it this morning, and then Fiorella I was on live with today, um, uh, trying to get as many people to cover us on as possible. So thank you to both of them for doing that. Um, okay, our guest tonight is Colin Radix Carter. Colin is a podcast host and co-founder of Indie News Network. He co-hosts INN News on Wednesday nights with my pal, Reef Breeland. Uh, you can find links to all of his stuff. Stuff, including links to INN over on my Substack today. So check that out for sure. Uh, Colin, thanks for being here, my friend. Thank you for having me on, Misty. Yeah, of course. It's good to have you as always. Um, lots, lots going on. Um, so uh, first of all, let's get your take on uh, the DayX stuff. Obviously, that's what's at the forefront of my mind. I'm sure that you, I mean, I know you've been covering it pretty extensively yourself. Um, so uh, what are you seeing out there? I'm seeing a ton of support. I'm looking at Twitter right now and I see a ton of support uh, with the tweet storm going on currently. I mean, I actually want to take time to thank you, Misty, um, in terms of your advocacy for some, I think you were among the first people that I knew in the space who talked about Assange with the, um, as extensively as you have. So, and obviously I've learned a lot, you know, just being in independent media, just in terms of why he's in Belmarsh. And I think the larger issue in terms of uh, free speech in the West um, but I think in terms of, honestly, and it's kind of hard, I want to commend, I'm saying that I'm saying thank you to you and just for every, uh, Assange activist who has been doing the work 
consistently and you guys do it with it's a thankless job and just generally activism is thankless but you know i honestly have not seen much apart from obviously you and others who have been doing the work this whole time um that mentioned assange at all i'm sure that will change probably after tonight or to, into tomorrow when the trial starts, but um, I, I do find that's a little bit discouraging that, and granted, we have a lot going on in the world right now in terms of what's happening in Israel slash Palestine, uh, and then other things that mainstream media is kind of pushing down our necks. Um, but it is kind of, to me, it's just kind of disappointing that this should be just as, if not even more so important. Um, of what has been happening to Assange and the implications of what will happen if, you know, things don't go his way given this hearing, uh, this trial. And so um, I've seen some comments from people who in the know, but not so much from people who I think, at least online, that really should know and haven't said much at all. That's just how well. That's not surprising. That's that's par for the course, right? I mean, it is incredibly difficult, and that's uh, I agree with you. Very frustrating to to get people to care about this issue is um it, it drives me insane because this is such, in my opinion, it's in, uh, arguably the most important issue of our time, given the fact that it it, it literally impacts everything else. Um, we can't fight for anything if we can't speak. Um, so yeah, it is very frustrating to see, but there are a ton of tweets happening right now. I'm kind of scrolling through, uh, uh the, just, I just searched Assange and there are a ton of tweets, uh, not surprising though. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, in, in recent days, Assange has been trending, um, uh, on Twitter, not today. <laughs> I right. think that's funny. There's a literal tweet storm happening right now with thousands of tweets that I'm scrolling through and suddenly it's no longer trending. I'm sure that that's just a coincidence. Right. Uh, right. But yeah, that's not surprising. That's Elon for you, right? Thanks for the free speech, Elon. We've been I had on Halo Benson. Uh, I love Halo. This, oh, yeah, it was Friday because we didn't do it Wednesday. Uh, on Friday and, you know, just she mentioned on our show, just it's sad that I think I would say the fair majority of people in the country do not necessarily know who Assange is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can vouch I was one of those people uh, up until like 2021. Um, but but she mentioned in her activism when she talks to regular people, like within five minutes, people get, yes. oh, this is a big deal. And so yes. obviously the mainstream media is going to not want this to be a big deal because this is very much totally against what this country allegedly stands for. So, and you can't have people riled up, uh, especially in this country, uh, over the, the idea of free speech. So it's, as I said, it's just kind of disappointing. Again, this should be more prevalent in our discourse right now. And I think just generally, especially since this is a value that we have in this country, but that makes it more great in terms of what you've been doing for the last few years on this issue and have not wavered in that and doing what you can with your platform. And then we, as I said, Halo, and we had Kendra uh, Christian two weeks ago, who also spoke regarding Assange, um, you know, the work that they've been doing thanklessly uh, yeah. over the last few years. And 
small, I would argue, but small and mighty group who are making the case of why Assange is there and why this is so important. And, you know, and I f- feel like even in independent media, we've kind of dropped the ball on that too. Yes, uh, I agree. Granted, <laughs> uh, granted, you know, like there are pressing issues too that we need to, you know, talk about, but at the same time, you know, we've, we, I, I think we have to do a better job of balancing, you know, what's the trending topic versus the topics that are aligned with what we kind of stand for as Americans in the West in terms of the freedoms that we allegedly have that we yeah. need to act and how people need to get involved, especially in this Indie case, media, the Colin, especially frustrates me. And here's why. Who do you think they're coming for after they're done with Julian Assange? Right. Indie media. Right. That's right. who they're coming for. Alternative media. That's who they're coming for. And the idea that I have to beg independent content creators to cover Julian Assange blows my mind. It blows my mind. Um, and it's so frustrating. And I'm so glad you brought up both Halo, Halo and Kendra because, and you said that it's a thankless job. And it makes me laugh because I can't tell you the number of times I've been called a grifter that I'm grifting off of Assange. Y'all, if I wanted to grift off of an issue, I wouldn't have chosen like the single hardest issue to organize around. It's so hard uh, to get people to even care about Julian Assange. Most, as you said, most people don't even know who he is. Um, But as Halo mentioned, I have had the exact same experience. It takes five minutes of explaining to the average American citizen what's going on, what's happening to Julian Assange for people to get it. It's not hard. It is not hard at all. It is a journalist who is being persecuted for exposing empire. It's a journalist being persecuted for doing journalism, for just publishing truthful information in the public interest. And I think that the uh, anybody, I think, can get that. If you are not so far gone, so far propagandized, and so far already anti-Assange that you can't see straight, it's very simple to get people to recognize that that's the reality of the situation. So listen, we got to take a quick break. We're going to get some headlines. Hang tight. We're going to be back here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio News. I have some exciting news. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The Russian Defense Ministry claimed that Ukrainian forces began a disorganized retreat from the key Donbass town of Adivka before receiving an official order from Kiev's newly appointed top general, Alexander Sirsky. Ukrainian MP Alexei Goncharenko has stated that without full NATO membership, Ukraine should consider developing or obtaining nuclear weapons as its only option for survival. The U.S. will veto a United Nations Security Council resolution proposed by Algeria, demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24-7, 365. We never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth, from government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's News Talk. This is TNT Radio. All right, we're here with my pal Colin from Indie News Network. We're talking about Julian Assange and Day X. Um, and I just wanted to remind everybody that TNT is covering the Day X proceedings. Um, so definitely check out that coverage. Um, there's going to be a ton of people uh, covering the outside. As I mentioned, Juan Passarelli is going to have a live feed. Um, uh, there's a bunch of activists who will have their phones out and uh, trying to record and, and, and live stream as well. And then, of course, we have a bunch of journalists who have finally been approved uh, to be in the courtroom. So that was 
um, a ridiculous situation, more shenanigans afoot, where they uh, were refusing access to anybody who was outside England or Wales. Um, so no video link, apparently. So a bunch of journalists were scrambling last minute trying to figure out how they were going to get to London. Uh, but we do have a whole list of really incredible people. Kathy Vogan, Joe Loria, Stefania Marizzi, um, Kevin Gastole, I think, has finally been approved. Richard Medhurst. Um, there's a whole bunch of really fantastic journalists who will be inside the courtroom covering both days of hearings, which is good. Um, so it's just uh, par for the course. There's always something. There's always They always do this last minute stuff. And I still haven't heard. Um, I'll reach out to Stella. I guess I don't need to. By the time I reach out to her, it'll be day X. Um, I still don't know if Assange has been uh, permitted <laughs> to attend his own hearing in right. person, Colin. That's crazy to me that he has to yeah. um, request permission to attend in person. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, um, Halo mentioned that uh, yeah. when she when we interviewed her over the weekend, and yeah, that is just nuts. Like, how are you not going to be able to attend your own hearing? Um, yeah. That you have to ask permission to essentially do a Zoom call. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yes. Now, granted, I I can kind of see possibly we don't know of his health at this point, so. You know, so I can make the argument possibly given that that could be a consideration, but all no. the same, I, it's just, but the optics overall just being like, you're not going to have the very person who you're trying present. His health was uh, bad last time and he, they had him on video link and he had a mini stroke anyways. So but, I just, but the I think issue, it makes, no, I don't it buy it. Sense, right. But I, it makes sense for me as to why the powers that be do not want to oh yeah they don't want people physically to see him. there but they don't want you to see him especially no. like they don't want to have that sympathy uh, pity vote essentially yes so that people will be like oh this is the implications of what they're doing so they know exactly what they're doing mm -hmm. but yeah it's just kind of sick that you know the poor <laughs> it's guy crazy how is he supposed to? And listen, he hasn't been permitted to attend his own hearings in person since I think 2020 or 2021. How, how, how are you supposed to like converse with your legal team or ask questions when something happens when you're on a video link? Like that's just so awkward and weird. And the idea that this is a trial literally for his life, mm -hmm. literally for his life. And he cannot permit, he's not permitted to attend in person. That's just so um ridiculous that i just i can't even wrap my head around the absurdity of that um and you're absolutely right this i think a huge part of it is that they have done a great job of disappearing him from public consciousness um and dehumanizing him and i think that if we were to see him and people were to recognize oh that's a human being um who is a father and a husband and a brother and a son and all of those things i think that that would be hugely detrimental in the court of public opinion so yes uh, I misunderstood you. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. The the state of his health and the appearance of that optically, the way that they have treated him. Um, I mean, just from what we saw from, for example, like 2010, when uh, those initial the, like the cable gate and all of that stuff came out to um, the, the last pictures that we saw of him, he aged. I mean, like 40 years, Colin, it's insane. Yeah. The um, seriousness of his uh, health situation. It's really bad, right? Yeah, I do want to add, uh, just coming off the last segment, you mentioned, you know, independent media, like, our colleagues are not necessarily talking about this enough. And, you know, and I'm not going to say this person's 
name because I do not want to give this person any credit. They should not get any credit. But this person kind of mentioned, you know, like, oh, these Assange activists, they're going overboard and crazy. And like, you know, um, like I get in, that a in lot. terms of, of the interview <laughs> that they've had. And like, as you said, Misty, like, like my this person involved, um, this affects you because you are in media as well. And so you should DM me who it is. I want to know. I'll I'll tell you after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll tell you after. But okay. yeah, like I said, I don't want to give this person the time of day, but it's yeah. still the idea of like, you know, but I think just the idea, it, it kind of just reminds me of the idea that if you are working class, you cannot make your needs known, or at least you shouldn't, in terms of making your case known to people in power to actually have them do something. And I know this has been one of your huge issues, but it relates to all of us in terms of free speech. So really, this should be an issue that should be important for everybody in this country and in the West in terms yeah. of yeah. what that the implications are that, you know, we could essentially be silenced for speaking the truth. And here's this person who is kind of basically kind of knocking activists because you guys may be pushing it ha too hard or not in this way. Not or possible. Like, like, you know, and it's like, uh, and this person was speaking to um, a presidential candidate too. So it's just kind of like- Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about now. Yes. That's, I so, know exactly who you're talking, that's not surprising. Yeah, so it was, just kinda, it was just kind of, I was just kind of like, really? Like you're making, the, if it were for any of your issues, <laughs> <laughs> that you care about, then I'm sure you wouldn't be saying that. Um, Imagine trying to make the case that people are talking about Julian Assange and free speech too much. This is an issue that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Nobody talks about it. The mainstream media has a, almost a near complete blackout, as we just talked about. Even the independent media space very rarely talks about it. When they do, it's usually because I've been bugging them about it. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's that's absurd on its face. But I think that um, that person just doesn't like me. So it's probably just their attempt to try to delegitimize the things that I'm doing, which is fine. I don't care. Uh, but I get that I all mean, the time, Colin. I've been, I've been getting that for years. You're obsessed. You're so dramatic. And it's like, y'all, I don't know about you, but it, it, like there's a quality that I expect in every activist. And that's passion. Like you need to yeah. be passionate about what you're fighting for. And right. uh, I don't apologize for that. Sorry. Right. And as you Never. shouldn't. And no one and you can make the case for anything, anything that you are advocating for. As you said, you need to have that passion, even to the point where you might be annoying. But mm -hmm. that's the only one of the only ways that you're going to get um, at least your voice heard and to actually try to promote the policy or the change that you're looking for. So, as I said, I think because this issue is not imp as important to this person, even though it should be, this person <laughs> just kind of dismissed it. But God forbid if this was going to be an issue that was important to him or her, then you want everybody and their mother to start talking about it and they don't. Mm -hmm. So you can't have it both ways. And especially since you're speaking to a presidential candidate who granted not sure they're not going to get be president, but at least no. make the case to this person, you know, like this is why people should care. And this is the very thing that we need generally on the ground in terms of any policy. You shouldn't, I felt like this person was talking down to people like you in terms of- Of course of he was. Of course he was, but it doesn't help, Colin. Like, 
it doesn't help that I just very recently uh, went after that presidential candidate. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I just, you know, um, uh, I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm tired of dancing around it. Uh, it. It was Cornell West. And I went after him because he <laughs> praised a literal Nazi and compared a literal Nazi to Mamiya and Leonard Peltier. And that's just gross. And uh, right. so I criticized him about that. And put on your big boy pants. That's gross. You need to just come to terms with that. And he's still, as far as I know, that post is still up. And he's trying to no. justify and excuse it. It's he's weird. trying to justify it right now and doubling down on it, basically. Yes. And it's like, so it just kind of shows the lack of self-awareness on the subject. Yeah. Uh, which look, we don't expect all our president. We don't expect people to know everything, but if you're having like, and I saw over the weekend, the way that he was ratio to high heaven, like <laughs> if you're being, if, yeah. if enough people, especially people that you've talked to who you trust, I would think are saying this to you, then that yeah. should give you enough reason to be like, oh, maybe I should look into this a little more and kind of see what people are talking about. and then. Whether you apologize or whatever, fine. That I would totally. I would take an apology. That. I would take if but, you were to say, "Listen, I was not familiar with Alexei Navalny and his, uh, you know, previous statements and positions on Muslims and Arabs. I was not familiar with the fact that he was um, associated with the CIA. I was not familiar with the fact that Julian Assange and WikiLeaks exposed him. Um, I would take that if he just admitted that he was wrong, took the post down, uh, and promised to do better. But when you are a presidential candidate, and especially one that claims that white supremacy is your number one issue, and then you publicly praise an actual Nazi, that's right. that's a problem. That's a problem, well, my guy. Right. I mean, and just deal like, with it. So, right. I don't you know. You double down on it, and then it just kind of shows where you get your information from. And then especially yeah. like with Bono over the weekend was praising this guy. And it was just kind of like, <laughs> what yeah. the, like, wh yeah. what? I like, feel like I'm I feel like on? I'm taking crazy pills. Like people are out here <laughs> praising Nazis. Like Canada gave a standing ovation to a Nazi, and now we got people on Twitter like clutching their pearls over a Nazi being killed in a Russian prison. And it's just I don't know. It's very strange. Strange times that we live in. Okay, we got to take a quick break. Hang tight. We're gonna be right back here on today's news talk. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Huh? The team that. Has as one of its captains the alleged boyfriend of the world's biggest music superstar who just happened to interrupt a concert tour to jet from Japan to Las Vegas to watch the game. Won the game in overtime after being down double digits. Was it on the up and up? I don't know. Guess what? I don't care. I didn't watch the game. I haven't seen the last five Super Bowls after having watched every Super Bowl from Super Bowl three on. I used to be highly invested in the NFL, NHL, NBA, in Major League Baseball. But all of them, including my beloved Yankees, from the New York nanosecond that Aaron Judge's knee hit the turf, are dead to me. Done and dusted. I don't care. Haven't seen a game. Haven't seen a standings. Don't care. They lost me. And I'm not the only one. So. This big romance for the ages that everybody's trying to gin up. Is it real? Probably not. Does it matter? It shouldn't. Let's focus on the things that are really important. Let's focus on the things that they're trying to use games like this to distract us. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk, TNT. She was reading at a second grade level in kindergarten. Pod four swimming before she was seven. Finally convinced mom to get her ears pierced in the third grade. 
came in second at her fifth grade spelling bee. Drill team in seventh. And with one stroke of the keyboard. One click of the mouse. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Report a cyber tip today. You're with Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. TNT. All right, I'm here with my pal Colin from Indie News Network. Um, yeah, uh, we were just talking there about uh, Cornell West and his praise of Nazis. And um, yeah, listen, I'm not surprised that people uh, uh, are coming after Assange activists. That's been happening for a very long time. Um, I am surprised that uh, the likes of Cornell West would sit there and listen to that. Uh, he's somebody that claims to support Julian Assange and knows that the uh, coverage of it has been sorely lacking. So, listen, I um, I tried to like Cornell West. I really did. Uh, I, and in fact, I do. I think he's uh, nice as a person. Like, I think he's very charismatic and he's cool and he's interesting and he's a good speaker and all of those things. But I mean, there are red flags everywhere, Colin. <laughs> so many yeah, red I flags. Think- I, I will say I, as, and I studied theology in college myself. So, and I grew up in the church. So a lot of what he says, I do relate to, especially within the black church tradition, a lot I resonate with, and I understand where he's coming from to a point, but I also, but as I speak for myself, I left the church fairly recently within the last few years, in part because I just feel mostly that the way that we use religion as a shield to justify capitalism in this country, I'm just kind of like, look, I know plenty of Christians who claim that they love God, but they still are not necessarily for people to have healthcare or housing or education or all these kind of things. I'm just kind of like them, this faith, the, the faith that you profess that you care about, uh, you don't. And I just feel with Dr. West, he's been caught in this theological, theoretical bubble basically all his life. And yeah, he has some great takes, good takes on a lot of issues. But I would argue that because he's been in there for so long and at the end of the day, he's, he enjoys what that has offered him in terms of his career. And otherwise, it's it, he doesn't, he has, as you said, he has its blind spots. And I will be one of the first to admit that you as a theologian, like you cannot use Christianity as a shield to justify, you know, supporting or at least giving precedence to a Nazi without, I get the humanity aspects of it, but if you cannot use your faith to keep people in account, well, I'll say in this way, if you cannot use your faith to keep people in account, in accountable of the humanity that you want others to achieve, then that to me, that's, there's something wrong with you. Like you can't just go and say, brother, this brother, that when you're not challenging them to be better people. And that's the issue that I have with Dr. West. Like he uses the idea of like, Biden's my brother or this person's my brother when they've done shitty stuff. And it's like, people who do shit to me, I'm sorry, I cannot give them that grace to call them brother or even a friend. 
I will call you out on that if I care about you. And I don't expect people to necessarily, even if you're in the faith, to do that. And so the idea that he kind of justifies, this is how I am, like, I'm like, I, I don't agree with that. And yeah. I know he's, he's, he has said, you know, if you don't agree with him on that, then don't vote for me. I, I don't plan to anyway. But, no. but I just feel like that's kind of the same thing that we're kind of seeing with Zionists now. Like, they're using Judaism as a shield to justify what's happening in, Haz in Gaza. It's the same thing that Christians did in terms of slavery, you know, given my ancestors. It's the exact same shit. And I'm just kind of like, we can't continue doing that and use religion as a justification to feel pity on people when they don't deserve to be pitied. And I don't yeah. think this was the wrong instance of that. I think here's my uh, here's my uh, opinion about this whole situation. I think Cornell West fell for the Russiagate stuff. And so I think Alexei Navalny speaking against Putin uh, immediately made him brother. And I just think that that's so gross. And I think that the hypocritical right. way that he applies those labels, brother and sister, I mean, he calls brother Biden. Brother Biden, the, the author of the crime bill, that's your brother? Like, it's so right. weird to me that that's who you are aligning yourself with and that you're, you're calling brother. But then he refuses... And listen, I wouldn't call Trump my brother either, but it's so like the way that he tried to pretend as if Donald Trump is so much worse than Joe right. Biden. That's just not the case, especially he pretends like uh, not pretends. I'm, I don't want to I'm not going to pretend as if I know what his actual issues are. And I, obviously he cares about the black community. But Donald Trump didn't spend 50 years in government making things worse for black people. That was Joe right. Biden. That was Joe right. Biden who did that, Cornell West. And it's that's what I mean. It's like this really hypocritical way that he applies those labels. And then the way that he, again, it wasn't just, and you're right, like I could see the humanity aspect of it. I mean, given that he is a man of faith, maybe he uh, could have spoken to the humanity of political prisoners, things like that. And that's justifiable, totally. But to compare a Nazi to Mumia is so right. offensive. <laughs> It's right. so offensive. And it's, right. I just looked, the tweet's still up. My guy, take right. it down. No, the take tweet's still up. And people that you care about or at least respect have called you out on it. And yes. so, like, if that were me and I got ratioed like that, then I'll have to kind of do a reality check and be like, yeah. or at least ask somebody, like, and honestly, I didn't know about Lavani really up until like over the weekend and that, but it only took me a few seconds to real, to realize what the issues that people had with him. And I was like, okay, I get it. You don't, with you Navalny? Don't, you don't, yeah. Oh yeah. I, Bad no, guy. I, no. Terrible um, dude. Look, yeah. I will say I am not the most political, like in terms of a lot of stuff, especially given history that way, but I know the patterns, especially in terms of like, but mostly I trust people like you and others in the space to know Generally, that if you're telling me that someone is shit, then that's not even a that's a reason for And like, I can do all the research that I want, but I didn't see there was really a re reason to in this case, even what I've seen online since and what people I trust in this space have said. So, so for Dr. West, especially given that, you know, it just makes me wonder who's around him. Yes. That that's the issue. Like, who is around you that is able to kind of tell you uh, that was bad. So it's it just bad. kind of shows to me like his, like whoever he has in his circle aren't doing a good job of keeping him accountable. But then he's just kind of like doubled down in the interview. It's just like, 
I don't care what people say. That's kind of the attitude that he came off as. And it's just kind of like, that doesn't bode well for you running for president. If you and it's cannot... not even that he doesn't care what people say, Colin. He doesn't care that he's a Nazi. He doesn't right. care that he is a CIA asset who was his aide was caught on camera uh, asking for 10 to 20 million dollars a year to do a color revolution in Russia. You don't care that this guy was a spook, that he was a CIA asset who was working inside of Russia to overthrow the government. You don't that doesn't matter to you. You don't care that he called. I love that underneath um uh combate, I don't know, combat, combate, I don't know how you say his name. Um, but he <laughs> somebody responded to him. Brother Navalny saw brother Muslims as brother cockroaches, but go ahead, brother, because Alexei right. Navalny on more than one occasion called Arabs and Muslims cockroaches, uh, wanted right. to rid, you know what I mean? Like it, he's a really terrible person. And again, I've said this before because Stella Assange also made a tweet about Alexei Navalny that I did not think was a good look. Um, and I right. said, then you can call attention to the plight of political prisoners without praising a Nazi. You can do that. It is possible. I promise you. Right. It's possible. Right. And you know, yeah. And but that being said, I'm was very proud of the space in this instance to keep Wes and others like that accountable in terms of you're wrong in this and this is why. And and that's what we need to be doing for each other. And unfortunately, again, going back to Assange, <laughs> like this is why why he's in prison is so paramount. Because if we can't keep a people accountable in that way, then the mainstream media can put out any sort of narrative that they want to. And if you know the truth, and if it goes against their, you know, it goes against what mainstream media or the powers that be want to have to have a certain propaganda being set in place for people, that could be you in terms of being jailed or whatever else. So, you know, kind of bringing that back to Assange is that, you know, like, the idea that we're able to use our voices to keep people and kind of share truth, I think is especially important. And, yeah. and I think really with what um, Assange is going through right now, like, as I keep saying, like, it's very important, especially for us in a space who want to promote truth, you know, to our audiences and our communities to, to, from a, from a perspective that is not biased, but you know, as I said, it's it's kind of sad that people have not taken. The, I think in times when they needed to, sure, but in that's, it, I don't feel like it's been a consistent issue that people have been, you know, on the ball about and, and kind of talking about consistently. No. At least not in the way that you have. I know, just being a friend, you know, you've talked about this issue like consistently and constantly as long as I've known you. And this, I would argue, this has been your mission, you know? Um, kind of, yeah. I mean, and the reason why, Colin, is because of what you're talking about. I feel like I have to talk about it all the time because nobody else is. You know what I mean? Like, right. I would love to not have to talk about this all the time. I would love to see Assange being covered on various different independent news channels, uh, you know, weekly. I mean, I'm not asking you to make it like a story every single night, but if every independent uh, channel did uh, an Assange, even just a segment on Assange, like once a week, just updated people or just called attention to the, the resolution 
that's in the house or called attention to a protest that was happening or, you know, encourage people to call their representatives or send some emails or organize a tweet storm or just did something. Uh, I wouldn't feel like I had to talk about it all the damn time. And listen, I'm fully self-aware. I have severe ADHD and I hyperfixate on things. This has been a hyperfixation of mine. I know that. And I also know that I'm annoying. I get it. Um, I'm annoying right. on purpose because again, I have um, a, not a huge platform, but I have a platform. And so if I can use that to call attention to this issue, and a lot of people don't like me, a lot of people don't like my approach. I can only be myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can only do me. If you don't like me, that's fine. I'm not for everyone, but I'm just going to keep doing me. Um, and uh, the idea that anybody in independent media is trying to pretend like this is being talked about too much just makes me laugh. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's right. so ridiculous. I don't even have words for it. I mean, come yeah. on. I, I would love to go through and collect um, you know, all of the different times people have covered this issue. And I promise you, it's nowhere near as much as it should be. No nowhere near. You know, and you know, shout out to Reef, my um my colleague and partner for INN News. I think, you know, we do talk about, you know, whether whenever we see an Assange issue. You know, like we're always kind of uh, like, should we report on this this week or should we wait? Should we contact you or who should we con like contact others to kind of talk about it? But I know, especially in light of day X, he has been very consistent in sending out, you know, tweets about the issue. Yeah, him He's and Indy both. Yeah, him and Indy as well. You know, like, and and I think obviously that in part is because of you because our relationship we with you, we know that this issue. It matters to all of us, but I know this has especially been an issue of yours that you really have taken to heart. And like we understand, you know, like um the how necessary this is to talk about. So and I just kind of wish like we're more aligned in independent media for not just this, but for other issues that we care about, you know, personally and otherwise, that we can rally, you know, um yeah. each with among each other for issues that we can kind of share the load on a lot of this stuff. But as I yes. said, it does make it for very lonely and it does make it for, you know, you know, thankless in terms of, you know, you doing this and you don't necessarily get the feedback. I know you do every once in a while, but as you say, that's kind of coupled with the hate and, you know, like the mean tweets or whatever <laughs> that you get online, which I just think is very unnecessary and <laughs> uncalled for. But regardless, all the same, Thank you, Misty. I know you, you, you don't like it, but I do I have to thank you. Yeah. And I know <laughs> I that, but I do have to give you your flowers on this because I would have not known about as much as Assange as I do now if it wasn't for you. And I think obviously being in independent media has given me more of a reason to care and how it relates to me personally in my yeah. own life. So just know that, that at least for me. I appreciate you saying it. It's very kind of you to say it. But just, I mean, just to be very clear, I might be a very loud Assange supporter and activist, but there are activists across the globe who have been doing this for far longer than I have, yes. who do far more work than I do. Um, so yes, I am. Pro I would say arguably I'm the loudest and most obnoxious Assange supporter. I think that that's right. probably not even a close contest. Um, <laughs> but there are supporters all across the globe who are doing way more than I could even dream of. Um, and so- right. 
uh, I appreciate you giving me credit, but all of the credit uh, really goes to all of them. And they are, uh, they don't get, they don't get the attention that I get. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they don't get the fact that I have a radio show and people talk to me about it and all of that stuff. So uh, really all of that credit goes to them. So Colin, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you as always, my friend. Everybody check out yeah. INN News on Wednesdays with Ree Freeland. I will be back tomorrow with Juan Passarelli to talk about day X. As Julian Assange says, learn, challenge, act now, and don't go anywhere. Timothy stays right after this here on TNT.